The Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of the Lord and his working for his people and Solomon. And so she went at great lengths to find out more about this Lord, this God of Israel. And when she came to Israel and heard more about it and discovered these truths, she was overwhelmed. That's what God does. When someone hears about the working of the Lord for his people, they may be intrigued. Maybe they doubt that it could even be so. But when they experience, when they discover for themselves what God has done and his working for his people, it can take their breath away. Following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock solid hope in the end country. 1 Kings 10, 1 to 9. January 6, 2019. It's that time when a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. And some people might even make more than just a New Year's resolution, they might make a checklist. For example, a checklist of places they want to go or things they'd like to see. And as you can imagine, what we spoke of in our children's message often makes the top of many people's list. Places like the Great Pyramids, or the Great Wall in China, or the Grand Canyon, or Niagara Falls between the United States and Canada. Arizona has its own worldwide attraction. The United States National Park Service says that not only is the Grand Canyon the second most visited national park in the United States, but it has the most international visitors. People come and they, they can only see just a, a portion of the enormous spectacle that is there. But of all these things, these, these places, from the Eiffel Tower to Niagara Falls, they, they are just historic buildings and landmarks or natural wonders. Could you imagine that the, the greatest marvel would be something different from that? That it would be someone instead of something. This morning, that's what we see as we look at God's word. And we see someone who sets out to find a person. And she leaves her country and travels internationally to visit someone. His name was Solomon. And when we see her making this checklist and this visit to see him, we see just how important and how grand it is. And how what she sees with Solomon exceeds her expectations. And Lord willing, as we look at it this morning, it's going to also cause us to reprioritize our checklist. We read about the great fame that spread. It was about 3,000 years ago. Now this was the reign of King Solomon. And about 3,000 years ago, there were no international tourists visiting the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls. And it would be several hundred years before even the work would begin on places like the Great Wall of China. The only great wonder of the world, man-made marvel, was the great pyramids in Egypt. But a, a new worldwide international fame was about to enter the scene. It was the son of David, Solomon. We read in 1 Kings 4 how people from every nation came to visit and to see Solomon and the wisdom that he had. And you look at what Solomon did. The, the first couple chapters of 1 Kings describes the first half of his reign and Solomon's great accomplishments and his wisdom. With wisdom, Solomon ruled with justice and peace and righteousness. And his kingdom grew. 
And it, it describes the, the riches of Psalms as it says, 25 tons of gold each year of his 40-year reign were received by, by Solomon. And he used this wisdom and this wealth to build marvelous structures, including the temple of the Lord and his own palace. He inlaid the temple ceiling and floor and walls with gold and covered everything with gold and built it with precious stones. You can imagine it was quite a spectacle. And the wisdom of Solomon spread so far that people came from everywhere. That's what we see in 1 Kings chapter 10 when someone who lives in what many identify as modern-day Yemen hears about Solomon, she has to see for herself. And so she adds him to her checklist of must-sees. Now, to give you an idea of where she's located, she's about 1,500 miles or so from Jerusalem. And to picture that, that's about the distance from here to Mexico City or from here to Chicago. And she has to travel southward up through the Arabian Peninsula and through the desert on her caravan of camels to reach Solomon. She has to see. She must see. And she reasons, I'm going to find out if all this is true. After all, when the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relation to the Lord, she came. And we see just why she came. She came to test him with hard questions. The reports that she heard about Solomon were simply too amazing to be true. So she actually came to verify, to see for herself if this would be real. And so she arrives at Jerusalem and she comes to Solomon and poses her questions. It says she asked him all that she had on her mind. Literally it reads, everything that was on her heart. And it literally responds, Solomon had nothing hidden from him but was able to answer all of her questions. Now when she asks everything that's on her heart, you can imagine this is more than just, why is the sky blue? But the, the deep questions like, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? How can we know truth about God and who he is? After all, she had heard about Solomon and his relation to the name of the Lord. And it is not the wealth so much. It's not the achievements of Solomon that impressed her. It is his words and his wisdom. When the Queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, his officials, his servants, their robes, his cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, his God. It says she was overwhelmed. These words literally say her breath was taken away. When she saw what Solomon had and the wonders of what God had done for her, she literally could not understand or fathom all this. She says to him, Now I believe, I didn't believe it before, but now I believe all the reports that I heard about your fame and your wisdom now that I have seen it with my own eyes. In fact, she says, I wasn't even told half of it. You know what I like about this? The, the really wonderful truth that we find in this is that the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of the Lord and his working for his people and Solomon. And so she went at great lengths to find out more about this Lord, this God of Israel, 
And when she came to Israel and heard more about it and discovered these truths, she was overwhelmed. That's what God does. When someone hears about the working of the Lord for his people, they may be intrigued. Maybe they doubt that it could even be so. But when they experience, when they discover for themselves what God has done in his working for his people, it can take their breath away. When one sees just the wonders of what God has accomplished. And that's the way it is today, too. The wonders of what God has done, the Lord has worked for his people. And no, don't misunderstand, it's not just the wealth of Solomon. The church today, God's people, don't necessarily have all the display of grandeur and wealth that Solomon once had. But they do have a great, marvelous treasure from God and riches beyond compare. After all, it was Solomon's father, David, who said, Your word, Lord, is more precious to me than gold. It was the wisdom from God that amazed the Queen of Sheba. It was the word of the Lord which Solomon spoke of. It was the offering of his sacrifices in the temple he had made to the Lord, which bore the name of the Lord that amazed her. And it's the Lord who's mentioned three times in this, these nine verses that comes to the center of attention. She heard the report of the Lord, his God. She praised the Lord, the God of Solomon, who had done these things. And she spoke of the sacrifice and the wisdom and what God had done through Solomon. It was God who was really the center and the God who had worked these marvels for his people that amazed her. So it is with us, the people of God, who have wisdom from God. The scriptures declare that we are wise for salvation through faith in Christ. And it's in these very words that we hear of one who is greater than Solomon. When Jesus walked this earth, he said, one greater than Solomon is here. One who Solomon spoke of. When we turn in the word of our God to the Psalms, we find one that was written by Solomon in which he speaks of the king who would come. He will endure as long as the sun and until the moon is no more. He will rule from sea to sea to the ends of the earth. And not only will he rule over all and forever, he will reign with righteousness. And Solomon concludes his psalm, all nations will be blessed through him and they will call him blessed. This king to come, wisdom from God, is Jesus. Everything centers on him. In fact, that, that's why Solomon built his temple. That's why Solomon did everything he did for the first half of his reign. It was to point to and draw people to know the Lord, the God of Israel. Solomon says that himself when he dedicates the temple. He says, As for the foreigner who does not belong to your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name. They will hear of your great name and of your mighty hand and of your outstretched arm. And when they hear, they may know your name and fear you and, as your own people, may know that his house and I, the, thing, the house which I have built, bears your name. You see, Solomon's intent all along was not to show the world his own wisdom or glory. It was to show the world the working of the Lord and the wonders of his God and to build up the name of the Lord. 
It is this Lord who has worked amazing wonders. Consider what he has done. The Lord who built not just a temple on earth, but built his church around the world. It is this Lord, the son of David, who came to this world to bring about something far more precious than gold and silver, but gave his precious holy blood to build his church. And the priceless gift of his church stands built with his people. And it stands around this world today. And the wonders that God has done takes your breath away. He says he has removed our guilt by his shedding of his blood so that we stand holy and righteous. He has brought what Solomon spoke of, righteousness and holiness to his people. And the wonders of what God has done when he says he will raise his people from their graves and give them an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade, those are riches that deserve worldwide attention and attraction. This is the working and wonder of God on behalf of us, his people. This deserves worldwide attention and attraction. This ought to be the envy of kings and queens. We read how the the queen of Sheba came from very faraway lands in order to discover more, to hear more about what God has done. Doesn't that sometimes put us to shame? When God has worked wonders for his people and amazing things which he reveals to us and the words of Solomon aren't something we have to travel 1,500 miles through the desert to find. They are written down for us in the word of our God, in the books of the Bible. And the wisdom of God and the power of salvation and the gospel are found readily available for us in the pages of Scripture. When we see what she went through to discover and learn more, doesn't that sometimes put us to shame when Sure, we'll, we'll at times make a, a journey. We'll, we'll travel to worship. But sometimes it might be a little bit difficult. Or maybe just taking a few extra minutes for a Bible study becomes just too much. Or opening up our scriptures to learn more about the wonders of our God isn't something that takes our breath away when ought it not when we see what our God has done for his people. And then there's Solomon. Solomon, who dedicated many years to building up the name of the Lord, and he strived and he worked that what bore the name of the Lord, his worship, his place of worship, and his working might be built up, that the Lord might be glorified. How far do God's people go in giving their gifts and their wealth to build up the Lord's name? Or is it sometimes our own checklist, our own agendas, that take the top priority. Ought that too not be something that takes all of our time and is worth more attraction than the Grand Canyon, more vastness and power than Niagara Falls, and more impressive fame than the Great Pyramids. The word of the Lord, the God who has worked marvels for his people. When we look at all these things that God has recorded We can stand back and, like the Queen of Sheba, have our breath taken away. And our checklist is altered, isn't it? When we see what our God has done and what he has accomplished on behalf of his people. When our church body has opportunity to reach people around the world, God is still doing what he did with the Queen of Sheba. 
He did it with the Magi who came from the East. And he did it with his church as it spread around the world. Still today, our, our church body has opportunity that places around the world like Mun Fellowship in Vietnam are asking to learn more. Even though they're, they're in distant lands far away around the world, they want to learn more and receive seminary training that they might too know the wisdom of God found in the scriptures and the wonders of his working and so that they too might share it and make that wonder known around the world. This is something God's given us opportunity like Solomon to give our gifts and to bear his name before the world. You know, sometimes you just have to see something wonderful with your own eyes, right? You have to open it up and experience it. Uh, just the other night, my wife had a, someone online give her a recipe that just sounded too good to be true. It was easy, it was supposed to be really amazing tasting and just super simple to make. So she had to find out, right? She stayed up late into the night and made the recipe and tried it, experienced it. Isn't that what the Queen of Sheba did? When she heard of something that was wonderful, she wanted to experience it, to try it. You know, we don't have to go too far or travel too far to experience the wonders of what God has done. And as we turn to these things, we don't have to work too hard to spread the glory and wonders of what our God has done for us in Jesus, the name of the Lord. And as we see it, and as we do, kings and queens will envy it. Amen.